0: In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI. I'm your host, Officer Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Erwin Michael Keith Fabe. Uh, for those That's new around, me. That is you. For those new around here, a brief rundown of the layout of the show. Every week, we present a couple of booking scenarios for the other to book. We haven't discussed them at all, uh, so our answers are going to be entirely off the cuff and unrehearsed as always, um, after the horrendous week we had last week, this week has been better, I guess. I so, would
1: say it's been kind of meh. Well, yeah, it's been meh, but at least it's been not last week. Well, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to overdo that level That's of. What, uh, We at least
0: moved up a bit, I guess. Anyways, so uh, let's not keep everyone waiting. Let's get to the first one. Uh, I went first last week, so DA Fabe, it is your chance to uh, hit me with something.
1: I'm absolutely mortified that what i need to hit you with is a two by four because i have a feeling you're going to come at me pretty hard after what i gave you last week um congratulations though on booking a werewolf
0: um
1: (laughs) impressive i guess (laughs) um uh, Wow. Anyway, so, yeah, let's focus on this week, because last week's over with, and we don't need to feel bad about what happened last week. We can just let it go, and it's over with. We've ate that poop sandwich, and now we're going to move on to something else. Absolutely. So, here we go. Um, I really, really enjoyed a couple things on Monday Night Raw. In particular the first match with um, Becky and Charlotte and I'm going to let a little part of me that is a wee bit pervase in this world um, pop out here so to say and pun absolutely intended I'm going to have you book Charlotte's wardrobe malfunction because it was on its way on Monday night go I mean I, I don't know what's what's there to book really I mean
0: it's like you said it's probably gonna happen eventually one way or another I don't know though they they really they uh, they the WWE costuming department is actually really pretty good about uh, hiding extra supports that you don't know are there like if you look very closely at doesn't matter which superstar you're looking at Sasha Banks or or Alexa Bliss or whatever they've got a lot of straps that look real flimsy and and like they're they're not going to hold everything in but then if you if you look a little closer there's there's backup straps upon backup straps to help keep the girls in check so I don't know I don't you know as much as it looked like it might happen I think that. I think that's probably by design of the costume to keep this tantalizing, oh, it might happen. Uh, but I bet you those things are, are strapped in, taped in, glued in, and, and uh, held in pretty pretty securely in those things. So I don't know. I don't know if it happens one way or another. Um, you know, if it were to happen, it'd probably be on uh, one of her uh, moon salts to the outside that nobody knows how to catch. Uh, and, and then they'd quickly cut yeah. to a different uh, angle while the other person walked around and distracted
1: as she fixed things. But, how does yeah? How does she? I mean, how does she? How does she survive those top rope moonsaults to the outside when I, nobody I, ever catches her? Nobody,
0: nobody knows how to catch. They they like they like stand off to the side and they put their arm out and then just barely get an arm under her and then. And then and then she's on the ground and i i don't know but to be perfectly honest she needs to stop doing them because she's gonna break her leg or her back or her neck or you know kill herself i don't know You'll potentially have a wardrobe malfunction potentially but i don't know like I say i think i think there's a whole lot of hidden safeguards in those uh I- to to stop that from actually ever happening
1: I would guess that there is probably a, a wee bit of safety tape, so to say, to hold things in place. Um, but it uh, if WWE is going to try and convince people that they aren't selling sex still, um, they're liars.
0: Yeah. Yes. True. That being said, I mean, and this is going to sound sexist of me and, and mean of me, but... If, if they were going to uh, be trying to sell sex with someone from the women's division, sh- I don't know if Charlotte would be their first choice. I don't even know if she'd be their second or third choice, you know? Uh, I think obviously, right now... Obviously, it would be Dianna Jax. Yeah, yeah, she's right up Vince's alley. No, it'd probably be Lacey Evans first, which, you know, they've... they've uh, uh, hinted a little bit at with her when she said that she uh, used her feminine wows to convince her, uh, the people backstage to give her a title shot or whatever. Um, they've hinted at it with Alexa Bliss uh, uh, once or twice, you know, the infamous uh, uh, the person backstage walking in on her while she was changing moment uh, from a few months ago. Um Tasteless. I just
1: think it, it, which was almost as tasteless as me having this be the first conversation yeah. we do, but that's okay. Yeah, almost as tasteless.
0: <laughs> almost. Almost, but uh, but I mean that's just I mean unfortunately we've said it's the side effect of of this whole we're going back to the attitude era, which, frankly, they don't need to do, like they think the fans want the Attitude Era, and maybe even the fans think they want the Attitude Era. But objectification of women was a hallmark of the Attitude Era. And AEW... really bad
1: women's matches. Really bad women's matches.
0: Yeah, anyone who likes women's wrestling should not want it to go back to the Attitude Era in any way, shape, or form. Oh, not at all. Um, and... And I think AEW is showing us that you can have edgy, quality uh, wrestling content that feels a lot like the stuff that we grew up with in in the 90s and early 2000s uh, for those young people, the mid-2000s, um, but, uh, but doesn't have uh, those, those negative sides of it. Like you watch AEW Dynamite, and it really feels like, in many ways, 1997 Monday Night Wars, you know, in effect. Um, but it doesn't have the the U factor that that both sides did, you yeah, know. Back then, neither, neither side was innocent of this. Uh, you know, WCW might not have had bra and panties matches. Um, at least not until close to the end, but they did also have Medusa, um, one of the the uh, best women's wrestlers of all time, at least in America. Uh, and they uh, she wrestling. basically was yeah not wrestling, and she was occasionally a valet for someone. There was a whole thing where she was uh, with Miss Madness and Macho Man, in just her stars bangled bikini. It was horrible. Uh and so neither side was innocent in that situation. WWF definitely did it more than WCW did, but but uh but yeah, I mean, I just I I hope that we don't go back to the that thing. I mean, unfortunately, I feel like uh the Bobby Lashley angle we've been seeing uh suggests that we are going more and more it's back in that direction
1: definitely a drift towards that unfortunately um and that's really what i, was, I mean I was really you did exactly what i was hoping you'd do and kind of raise awareness to we are shifting unfortunately to a little bit of a sexualized um setup in the in the women's division, and and don't get me wrong, I mean it is your target market is eighteen to fifty year old men, eighteen to thirty five is the premium target, but as a whole, eighteen to fifty, you're gonna sexualize it. I mean, that's that's the goal that gets viewership. But there's a there's a tactful way and a non-tactful way. Um, I I cannot help but almost believe that that the plan is sadly to have that particular wardrobe malfunction happen. It looks like it's a a concerted effort to make happen right now.
0: Well uh, with is- Heyman in charge, it's a matter of
1: time if you ask me. I mean,
0: you know, we've talked about it on previous episodes. This Heyman did a lot of good things, uh, but then he also did a fair amount of not so good things Um, and I mean a product of the time but you know if you go back and watch early 90s era ECW mid 90s era ECW they did not particularly treat women well in that I mean they had a character that they didn't even bother to give a name they just called her woman.
1: Yeah, in WCW and ECW,
0: both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she started off in ECW, and then when she came over to WCW, they're like, uh, we'll just keep calling you woman. That's fine. You don't need a real name.
1: Sorry, Nancy. Yeah. God rest but. yet. All right. Well, that was my crappy one for the night. Hopefully, the other one is more entertaining. But I kind of wanted to put that little uh, tidbit, that little political play right there for everybody to listen to. And now it's your turn. Okay.
0: So, for you. The challenge is this. Um, since they, they've seemingly done almost everything they can do to kill this character, uh, I need you to book The Fiend's extended run with the
1: 24-7 championship. Oh! <laughs> is, this, is this the retaliation or is the other one going to be the retaliation? You better believe it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, they lit the (laughs) Firefly Funhouse on fire last night. I mean, (sighs) they lit the Firefly Funhouse on fire last night. It sounded a little bit like that crackling that just happened because my mic was at the wrong angle. Thank you, officer, um, for pointing that out. Um, that, that was a horrible move. Um, I don't even know where to go with this. I suppose you just have him, uh, so we said that, that the one of the ways we would have booked the Universal Championship win for The Fiend was a um, a nondescript gain of the title where it didn't matter to him. And I think that's kind of how you do the 24-7 championship on him. Um, have him be angry with... I don't know braun gets frustrated because he doesn't have you know he loses to tyson fury which by the way just so everybody knows this is not a prediction it's a spoiler tyson fury's an undefeated world heavyweight champion in boxing he's not going to come into wrestling and get paid to lose
0: not even for 12 million
1: dollars no, it just is not happen. He's not going to lose. So that said, Braun gets frustrated after his loss um, and chases down, chases down uh, R-Truth, who says something out of innocence that upsets Braun. And so Braun decides to beat our truth for the title um at which point we get a whole bunch of people who don't even pursue the 24 7 championship anymore Um, and the fiend by incident Beats Braun in one of his random attacks. There just happens to be a ref around and he beats Braun to get the title. He does a uh, does the mandible claw on him. It causes Braun's back to be on the mat and shoulders down, one, two, three, and the fiend whoops, became the 24-7 champion. Um And in some spin of events at the Firefly Funhouse, the fiend, uh, uh, Bray, as not the fiend, you know, goes, Oh, look at the wonderful gift that the fiend gave us. We now have this pretty piece of. Material to put on the wall. And at that point, an undercard defeats Bray to take it off of him. But I think it stays on him for quite a while for showmanship on the wall in the funhouse. Because... You have to book The Fiend to not lose, especially after you booked him to lose once. So at this point, I, I think that's the only way you can go about even getting it on him. And then I think that's the only way you can go about getting it off of him is... At some point, one of those other characters needs to be an extension of the fiend, either Bray or it could be Ramblin' Rabbit because they're all parts of his personality. I think maybe. Yeah, who knows?
0: The fact <laughs> that they actually had someone go into the Funhouse
1: this week kind of ruins. Both well, your them. theory. Yeah, it ruins. I mean, is are they trying to imply that Seth's in his head? Yeah, or.
0: I mean the the biggest thing is if 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 the whole funhouse isn't in his head uh, then who the hell's operating the puppets So you know what I mean I mean I just don't know got- who's operating the puppets like if it's in his head you can say he's all imagining the puppet if you sp- made it look like he was operating the puppets, then that's one thing. But the puppets are all operating independently of him, and yeah, like, I mean, is it going to end up being Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are operating the puppets? Because that would be about the only twist that would make any sense.
1: Well, they're supposed to be extensions of his personality or the characters he's played before, right? Mm-hmm. So... I mean at at the end of the day Huskus the pig is Husky Harris and and Rabbit is Bray Wyatt um leader of the the thing the Wyatt family and and I don't know what the vulture supposed to be also another piece to Bray Wyatt I don't know
0: I don't I don't know what bird raptor is supposed to be
1: <laughs> bird raptor <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank and you, raptor, talk, raptor. If that's what I only can think of when I see Mercy the Buzzard, is They're bird raptor. raptor.
1: Mercy the Buzzard, bird raptor. <laughs> um, sorry about the background noise there. I accidentally hit my headset. Um, I do apologize in advance this week, and I know we're about to go to a break. Um, I do apologize in advance um i have obviously done some damage to my headset and so i have not the best audio this week so if there is some crackling we noticed it last week and i just haven't gotten a replacement yet so i'm gonna jump in advance um i'm sure there will be a little bit of a disclaimer before this um and we're working on that so i will i should have it corrected by wbu
0: yeah it's uh one step forward one step back situation with this audio where every time we think we've fixed something uh
1: then something else seems to jump out so but i still think that what we can hold on to is though if now this does build for if that's not in his head and we had the the muppets or puppets i guess they have to be called puppets because it's not a jim henson product so puppets we're seeing in the backgrounds in, in several episodes of Raw and Smackdown in the past, I still think we can have the Muppets or puppets interfere in matches. And I think there's a value, there's significant value to that. I know you didn't really agree with that as much. Yeah. But at this juncture, now where we've burned the, burned the funhouse yeah. down, we've accelerated this to the end of the storyline so yeah. fast that it, it hurts the story. Yeah, what else can they do to you know i mean i mean we've gone from ted dibiase undertaker to um right after finn balor was would in this storyline would have been um the undertaker with uh paul Bear to undertaker versus undertaker and at the end of undertaker versus undertaker which was just before you know if i'm running that same timeline which is 12 years worth of timeline at the end of what i'm about to say we're already at um american badass undertaker in terms of, of how this storyline is advancing like it's bad right now emphasis on bad ass yes bad. american <laughs> That's where we're at right now. It it feels like it just feels like we've really deteriorated that character very quickly, and we didn't need to. So anyway, um, okay. Yeah, I, I maybe that's a way to bring him back, but I think it I think it devalues Bray to put the 24/7 championship on him. Um, I do think it's a good way to put a title on Braun finally that isn't a tag title.
0: Oh, are you kidding? He's got the you know World Cup of Wrestling title, or no, the Greatest Royal Rumble title? One of those ones. It was a green belt that he got over in Saudi Arabia, and we've never seen again.
1: Yeah, because that's you know probably where it stayed.
0: Super important. And it's probably yeah hanging on the Saudi royal prince's wall.
1: So, yeah, that's that's what I got. I mean, that's pretty vicious. Um, but I, I, I personally would have put it got. on Abby the witch at some point. Well, theoretically, you do, though. I mean, in, in theory, if we're sticking with what we know, in theory, those are extensions of him and Abby the witch. is an extension I'm just saying. Of as of now, they've established that the
0: Firefly Funhouse actually exists. It's not in his mind. So, even if these are extensions of him or not, so he somehow be- or another, they exist. So, I think he, you know, if I were to do it, he wins it. And then he goes back and he's taking a nap, and Abby the Witch pins him. And then she's carrying around the 24 7 champion. And who can pin her? She's a puppet or maybe imaginary. So uh <laughs> so then you can slowly write the twenty four seven championship out entirely because no one can pin her
1: and then she not. Oh <laughs> um, let's I'll Anyways. just say that they don't do that and I hope they figure out a way to fix the damage that's been done in three weeks' time with Bray Wyatt. Yeah,
0: I don't see it happening.
1: I don't either. I don't. We've had a pretty severe downward spiral as of late. Um, it's it's almost like it's almost like it's intentional. You get this television contract. You hire the right people. You you start putting some really cool stuff together, and then you just it's it's like they like they're tanking on purpose for better draft positions.
0: Yeah, or something. I just think, you know, I remember in in WrestleMania this year when uh, Becky won and and uh, Kofi won and uh, Seth won. And we were all saying, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They've given us all three of the things that we wanted. We are going to pay for this someday. And we hadn't paid for it. And we hadn't. And I feel like that was just Vince McMahon holding it into his back pocket, just waiting until we had finally bought into uh, the Fiend character enough uh, that, uh, that we were going to believe it. Because when they first debuted the, the Fiend and, and uh, Firefly Funhouse, we were all saying, how long is it going to take for them to screw this up? And then they didn't screw it up and they didn't screw it up. And finally, we all bought in. We're like, there's no way they can screw this up. And they're like, Hold and, my beer.
1: <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what uh Hell in a Cell was was hold my beer and watch this. And yeah. and actually we said it in booking. We said when they booked the the fun house, they or not the fun house, when they booked Hell in a Cell. If they didn't take the title off of Seth, if they made this about the title, it was going to be a hold my beard. Watch this. We're going to mess up something here. They could not do that positively. They simply couldn't. We did. At least I thought that the out for them was to, to have Bray even win and be like, I don't want the title. What is this? Like That out was there. And then they still didn't take that.
0: No. Anyways, we, we complained about that a lot last week. Let's yeah, kind of roll it's on. It's on
1: my mind, and you brought it up. It's your
0: fault. Yeah, it is my fault, but I couldn't help myself. So what do you got for me?
1: All right, so fantasy booking number two. Uh, we're on our way to um, our next pay-per-view, not the fake one that's in another country to be not named um, or not recognized, uh, which means that Cain Velasquez doesn't exist because he won't have a match that we will recognize until after that. So, I want you to book how they're going to do uh, uh, Survivor Series I'll book the Raw versus SmackDown setup for Survivor Series. Um, And I just want the primary match because I don't know if they're going to do champion versus champion type setup.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I got to be honest. I'm not even 100% convinced they're going to do Raw versus SmackDown just because uh, with the new Fox and USA Network deals, I... uh, I worry that both USA Network and Fox are going to be in their ears saying you can't have the other show look better than us. You know, especially Fox. We're paying you billions of dollars. We want to look good. But USA Network say it doesn't matter what they're paying you in the future. Think of how much we paid you over the last 20 years to have your shows on us. You you owe us you know you can't have our shows look so weak so uh so i just think i i'm not entirely convinced they're going to do it but if they were to do it how would i do it um it's it's so tough because with the draft now you've only got a little bit over a month to you know, establish some sort of brand loyalty for these people. Like if you do a women's, uh, you know, Survivor Series match, um, you've got a roster of women that 70% of them are new to SmackDown. How are they going to, how are you going to build up them to have brand loyalty? Uh, kind of the same thing with men, you know, there, there were enough shakeups. I I don't think there wasn't any real super big surprises in the the draft, but there was enough shakeup that, you know, how do you how do you establish now that, uh, um, you know, I can't even remember did OC go back to SmackDown? I think they did. um uh, no, OC, OC's on Raw. OC's staying on Raw.
1: I can't they, remember. They, I, they attacked uh, the Street Profits when by welcoming them to Raw.
0: No, that's right.
1: So, okay, then let's let's rephrase it because you're right. It is difficult to say, oh, well, this is going to happen or this is going to happen. And so let's just rephrase it to a book, the traditional um, uh-huh. Survivor Series, because let's hope that that's actually what they're doing. Let's hope that they spend the next four to five weeks um i think it's it's late november if i remember right like right before thanksgiving weekend uh right before american thanksgiving weekend just so everybody knows um or united states thanksgiving weekend because we just had canadian thanksgiving weekend um so right before united states thanksgiving weekend i think is when It happens. If that's when it happens, then you've got six weeks tops, yeah, about six weeks to do this. And if you're taking six weeks, you can develop some pretty good feuds amongst five characters. So, book A. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be Raw versus SmackDown because I can kind of feel you saying. And I would agree. I don't think SmackDown, I don't think Fox or USA is okay with looking like they have a weaker brand right now. And it's um, not even
0: just the Survivor Series match because every time they do the Survivor Series show that's Raw versus SmackDown, you know, you have to have one of those teams come out with more wins and as the victor. And I just don't see Fox being okay with Raw being showed as winning the most matches. And I don't see... Uh, USA Network being okay with SmackDown looking like you know, I think yeah, they I booked mean, themselves into into a corner on this one that they
1: can't really do. The um, only major benefit that they would have is that they could say Raw won two years in a row and SmackDown finally got a win.
0: Possibly, uh, so. but but I think if you're going to do Book a, a one then a Survivor Series uh, match. Uh, to, if I'm getting a fantasy book what I would really like to see uh, is uh, the OC uh, and two partners of their choosing um, to make five because there's three at the OC um, maybe even pitch it as mystery partners you know to have the the chance for a big surprise appearance and um, at the event. Perhaps Finn Balor fantasy. For, perhaps, right? Which would also play into their opponents um, would not be a team from SmackDown. Would not even be a team from Raw. But would be the Undisputed Era from NXT. Ooh. About the only thing I'd, I'm trying to figure out who would be the fifth member. Because while the OC has three members and would need two mystery partners. The Undisputed Era has four. um, Assuming they don't have, you know, they they don't pull Adam Cole out for a championship match on the TakeOver or whatever, which it's not like they haven't had uh, a champion work a TakeOver and then show up at the WWE pay-per-view, you know, the next day before happened. So... So, you could have the Undisputed Era. So, uh, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Roderick Strong. uh, And you could have them pick up uh, a fifth honorary member, maybe, going into it. Um, You know, recruit someone. Someone badass. And then uh, the OC you know, have have two mystery partners, uh, you know, to to be revealed on the day. Uh, you know, on the day of mystery partner number one. Uh just kind of scrolling through the names here, and the name that jumps out at me the most is King Corbin. Uh what? Cause, cause I just think he, you know, he's such a heat magnet. You put him out there with the OC, uh, it's it's just gonna be like the the audience is gonna explode um, in so many ways. <laughs> uh, and then the fifth myst- or the fifth person, the second mystery opponent, could be like we hinted before, uh, Finn Balor uh coming out uh as for the fifth person on the undisputed era that's a little tougher um because like yo, know, my brain is like uh, we could put tommaso champ in it but right now tommaso champ is going to be going against adam cole so it's it'd be tough to uh storyline him joining them for that. Plus, his whole thing has always been, he's not proud of the brand. He's all about the gold. You know? So... Um, yep, good old Goldie. Get back Goldie. So that wouldn't uh, make sense. But, I mean, in, in this respect, I mean, having Finn Balor come out on the OC side would uh, play directly into the feud between Adam Cole and Finn Balor over the championship belt there. So, I don't know. Maybe you could... You could spin it that it's Champa uh, wanting to protect protect Adam Cole so that Adam Cole is all his. So Champa is the the fifth man on the the Undisputed Era side. Um, but that brings up that whole tension: is he going to truly fight for the Undisputed Era, or is he going to be you know uh, leave him on an island and and uh, try to let them down? So. I think that's probably if I were to do a
1: men's one, that's probably how I would do. Uh, I uh, really enjoy that. I, there's there's a couple things I would tweak. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm done with your King Corbin. You know, I know you love him and his heat and all, but I'm out on him ever being considered <laughs> the same a uh, partner with AJ Styles. Um, the one I would do, I, I would do Finn Balor. Um, I think, I think, I think that's a pretty good consensus there to allow that, and it allows the heel turn without having to have him take over the OC since he's on NXT, uh-huh. which is kind of cool. Um, the other person I would use is Shinsuke, and I would make it almost an NJP type setup of the OC. And then I would have them go against an all NXT staff, and the surprise fifth member would be um, somebody who we think it's a little exhausting to see as regularly as we do. But um, I, I think I think it makes sense when it's NXT, and I think it's Triple H as the Possibly. surprise fifth I can see that number there um and it allows you to have a Triple H match which means it'll be the longest match which is fine because you know Triple H always gets the longest match um and not have to see a ton of Triple H <laughs> which is a okay
0: The only difference that, like, if I thought a little bit more about it, you know, maybe instead of uh, King Corbin, I'd do Drew McIntyre. He'd make a pretty phenomenal, I mean, just a big man on the OC side there, and then Finn Balor. Um, If I wasn't going to go with Ciampa uh, and didn't want to do Triple H, it would be kind of fun to bring EC3 back down to NXT and have him because he would fit oh, yeah. in really well with the Undisputed Era, if you ask me. In yes, many ways, he could I be the money is. behind Undisputed Era. You know? Uh, I like it. So so that could be a good one there. Were I to do a a women's uh, Survivor Series match? I think he at, gets sworn for. Yeah, at that point, well, yeah, the the simplest one there is horsewomen versus horsewomen, uh, but you and I have said they're not gonna waste that on
1: perhaps horsewomen, perhaps horsewomen versus horsefaces. horse faces.
0: Yeah, horse faces.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I laughed so hard when Zelina Vega said that the other day.
1: She is <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, my. We're girl. talking about Sasha. What? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, Well, that one was fun. <laughs> so. Uh, now I've got one that's going to be fun for you but not nearly as vicious as try to try to book a week. I, I don't think so. I've I've been excited about this one all day, kind of trying to think of
0: what I would do. Uh, it's kind of a big one. It's maybe a little bit bigger in scope than uh, booking the Survivor Series match all in all. But I don't necessarily think you need to necessarily book everything for it. Uh, but uh, just, just for fun, I want you to book the once in a lifetime, but definitely never going to actually happen, AEW versus NXT crossover pay-per-view, right? <laughs> uh, now, here's current the rosters. deal. Cur- current rosters Um, is what I basically say, although because it's absolutely, definitely never going to happen, never going to happen. Um, uh, You know, you could have some surprise signings, you know, because who knows? This is fantasy here. Um, You also don't necessarily have to keep the belts on who the belts are on right now because we're talking about a fantasy timeline that could be any time in the next 10 years, you know, for all that we really... No, So you can put the belts on whoever you want. Um, of course it being AEW versus NXT, none of the belts are going to be on the line, but it still plays into it if you're having a champion versus champion match or whatever. And then probably the toughest part of this is going to be what would you call it?
1: And go. I would call it NXT and AEW takeout. <laughs> i i, I over mixed with all out i'm going with it take out which and it would be held at a restaurant no um i think takeout's the right right name i don't take know over how, nothing take over take over nothing double or over fight uh, <laughs> for the
0: takeover <laughs>
1: Takeover fest, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always gonna be takeover. It's always takeover. So, yep, yeah, that's what it's gonna say is takeover somehow. But yeah, I'm gonna go with takeout. What's that? Yeah. I said take
0: in, but then I take thought that's t- at the movie.
1: So, <laughs> I have a special set of skills. Um, I would book this. Uh, It's probably a 10 or 12 match pay-per-view, but I I feel like um, I would want it in war games because it just makes sense to do. Um, and I think your war games are going to have to be... Um, I'm going to stick as close to the existing roster as I can. Uh, no titles need to be discussed because there won't be any titles on the line. So these are the matches I book. I, I, I think it's obvious that you have the elite take on the Undisputed Era in war games. War uh, Undisputed Era is very experienced pardon me experienced in war games and has won in war games um, whereas the elite have never um, seen what matt and nick jackson could do with that setup would be very entertaining um, seeing uh, what what Kenny Omega and and Cody would do um, would be inter- very entertaining. So that's going to be your War Games match. is Undisputed Era versus the Elite. Um, and I think the Elite come out on top there. Um, I would have the my marquee quote championship match which would not be a championship but it would be the marquee match is going to hand down, be Adam Page versus um, I'm sorry, Adam Page versus Finn Balor. Hands down, nice. I want that match. I so bad. It was the first match that popped into my head when you said it. I was like, <gasps> Adam Page, Finn Balor. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. um <laughs> man versus the demon. I I think I want Finn Balor. I don't want the demon. Okay. <laughs> I don't want the Demon King. I, don't, I want Finn Balor. Um, I want, really, I want Prince Devitt. That's who I want. Um, but I'll settle for the other. Um, I think I have. I think I have a three-man tag as well um, with the oh, what are they called? The uh, SC SCU. SCU so I have SCU um, probably a a handicap match SCU versus DIY Um, and I think DIY comes out on top on that one Um, I'm absolutely okay with Hangman and Finn Balor actually going to a no contest like that's how much I want to see that match um, referee stoppage, let's not go there again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can just go end in all out chaos. Like that can be, I don't know if I'm going to be able to book out 11 matches or nine matches, but that can be the odd batch that makes it so that it ends evenly, you know. Like, that's oh gosh, well, it was just neutral. Um, you know four four and one type thing um for women's matches i definitely hands down want to see shayla bay shayna baszler versus nyla rose i want that match i need that match that match should have happened sometime in history that's a match i want um And really, Shayna Baszler versus anybody in that in that roster, but that's the one I want. Um, I think I may be slowly but surely exposing to the world that I am actually kind of a Nyla Rose fan. Um, I enjoy large women who are actually good in the ring. Don't even. I see you smiling and giggling and laughing over there. I'm a chubby chaser for female wrestlers. <laughs> um, but no And and she is so incredible Nyla Rose is so incredibly athletic um, Shayna Baszler though Is a performer and a half Could be If she's not the best women's wrestler In the world She is easily top five Easily top five um, She's good Um, Anyway, so what do I have? Four matches there so far? Um, About, yeah. give or take. Okay. I'm trying to think of who I have Dustin Rhodes go up against. Um, We're going to skip him for now. We're going to have the... A Boy and His Dinosaur take on... Velveteen Dream and... gonna move the war raiders back down i'm sorry the viking raiders back down to being the war raiders
0: the war viking raider experience machine
1: yes so they're gonna go back down to nxt for whatever reason i don't really care why um and they're gonna take on they're gonna take on (laughs) geez that would be a garbage match too i don't know I'm really not as impressed with them as I'd hoped I would be. War Machine? Yeah. I think Come they haven't on. been given a good
0: chance to really shine yet.
1: I know, they were great before,
0: you know? I, like, watching them in, in Ring of Honor and then watching yeah. them in
1: NXT, they were phenomenal.
0: Like it, it, they move up it, to it the main roster. And they...
1: But it deteriorated even a little bit in NXT. And now on the main roster, it's just like, Ugh. You guys are tired from traveling, aren't you? Um, I'll just I'll just interject
0: who I would have done. Uh, Boy and his uh, dinosaur versus Velveteen Dream and Kona Reeves, because uh, Kona's got a very similar kind of cocky attitude to Velveteen Dream. Okay, but they but they also there'd be that whole will they be able to coexist because they're both into themselves so much
1: oh nope nope i'm pulling it back i'm i'm not gonna have velveteen dreams going up going up against orange cassidy
0: no <laughs> <laughs> you win
1: <laughs> where's the oh my gosh is so much fun oh wow um yep that's gonna be that one that's gonna be the fifth match I'll do two more matches boy and his dinosaur um this is a lot of dead air and I don't have a clue who to put him up against uh (laughs) because I've already used DIY and I think that handicap match is a good match like a legit good match um I think I'm just going to have to do Boy and His Dinosaur versus Street Profits. Like, there's good talk. They're, they can talk well enough to carry the hype. Street Profits can't. Mm-hmm. And Boy and His Dinosaur can do things in the ring that, that maybe the Street Profits can't do so well. So, yeah, we'll go with that, even though technically their main roster now. Um, and then last but not least, I think we have to have another women's match. Um, I'm going to have Awesome Kong and... Brandy, even though I really, 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 really wanted Ky- uh, not Kylie Rae. Um The one who I thought should have been in the finals. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway. Um,
0: oh, uh, Britt Baker?
1: Not Britt, the other one. The one that's in the feud oh. with Brandy. Oh, uh, Allie! Allie, I'd, I'd really like to see Allie at this, and I think you could do Allie versus, like, I don't know, but I think I think you have to do like a Candice LeRae and surprise large woman in NXT. There's just not a lot of large women in NXT, but Candice LeRae would be a very good opponent for the Brandy Awesome Kong. Set up, I think she can carry that. So, yeah, what's your thoughts?
0: Uh, I think, I think you know, overall, I mean, I told you I threw in the towel when you did Velveteen Dream versus uh Orange Cassidy, that one won right there. So, I
1: think you win the <laughs> night. Um, that, that, I want that match in real life in some way, shape, or form. I might be on YouTube hunting to see if there was a match in the past <laughs> that way. Yeah. But it I, wouldn't uh, have been Velveteen Dream. It would have been whatever his character was before. Yeah.
0: I probably, like for me, I would have done uh, Candice LeRae probably in a singles match. Maybe even just a singles match. Candice LeRae versus either Brandy or Britt Baker.
1: Uh, to or Candice be... LeRae versus Allie, Britt Baker, any of those would be fantastic. Uh, Rio. You know, you uh-huh. could do Rio there. You could bring back Kyrie and Rio. You just have to... Unfortunately, WWE has had to poach the women's division pretty hard in NXT because they don't know how to manage a women's division in WWE. That NXT just doesn't have a lot right now that's well-developed. Storyline-wise. What's that? I said, I hear that. So, but... And they will. I mean, they've they've done such a good job of developing all these others. They'll de- they'll develop more. It's not a big deal. But um, I don't know, dude. I really want to see that SCU DIY match now. That handicap match, um, and I think DIY comes out on top there.
0: And I, I think really potentially they've just,
1: they've got the youth. yeah.
0: I mean, it's tough to say that DIY has the youth when they've got Tommaso Ciampa, but. You know, it's against uh, uh, Christopher Daniels, who's been wrestling for like 300 years, and yeah. and yeah. don't get me wrong, I like Christopher Daniels, but he's freaking old.
1: <laughs> I mean, didn't we have didn't we have conversations back when Impact was relevant about every one of these guys?
0: Yeah, no, pretty much. You know. Scorpio Sky is basically the youngest uh, out of them and 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 he's phenomenal, but yeah, like <laughs> Kazarian and and Christopher I mean I remember Christopher Daniels wrestling on WCW uh, yeah. with his old uh, like Catholic priest look
1: looking thing gimmick. <laughs> well uh, I, mean, so. I mean Kazarian was early days of impact. Just mm-hmm. Kaz. Scorpio Sky is is the youngest of them, and I still think he's late 30s, isn't he? I don't even know. Let's
0: find
1: out. But Johnny Gargano could make... Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa together could make any match entertaining. 36. 36, so yeah, that's technically late. It's the second half of them. I'll allow it. (laughs) i don't know what's your favorite of that group that we just discussed is it is it velveteen dream versus orange cassidy or is it Uh, finn versus hangman uh yeah either the orange
0: cassidy is gonna win in my book uh you put him against almost anyone and that gets my vote um however uh uh, having the, the Undisputed Era versus the Elite, that would be an absolutely crazy match. Just very good. freaking nuts. Um and uh I I don't know if we've ever talked about how much I love Kyle O'Reilly selling, but just uh just yeah, in my the back of my mind I'm just thinking, you know, Kyle O'Reilly selling at crossroads from from Cody um, or a one-winged angel from Kenny. Uh, I I need to see that. And now I'm probably gonna get on YouTube after this and start looking to see if Kyle O'Reilly ever fought against Kenny Omega um, before he went to NXT because it very well could have happened. Yeah. Anyways, well, we've actually uh, extended this episode longer than we normally do. Uh, we we did some pretty big uh, booking, uh, but I think I think that this was uh, to try to cleanse our minds from uh, what I've been calling the poop sandwich last week, um, where you had really good pieces of bread uh, from AEW and NXT, and even Raw and SmackDown were actually pretty good. And then you just filled it with the Hell in a Cell poop filling. The whole pay-per-view wasn't bad. No, that's it we said really that on th- match. <laughs> Yeah. We said that on the other one. It's the sad thing is is you had a pretty decent I mean it wasn't like a barn burning great pay-per-view. No. But it was a pretty decent pay-per-view up until that last match. And we're not talking about know, yeah, we're not talking about the Kabuki warrior sudden heel turn and the green mist um like we should be because we're too busy talking about them ruining the fiend. We're not talking about the uh, uh, I can I can hardly even remember any of the other matches because of how bad the
1: fiend thing we we aren't talking about Ali countering. A completed RKO. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Brilliant counter.
1: Immediately after that, it was followed up with a successful RKO. But an RKO with completion, not not with. uh, Not pushed out of it early. Yeah. Yeah. Completed RKO, countered by Ali. We're talking about a storyline that was built for six months annihilated with us all saying the only way you can make this right is to have the fiend win and -hmm. they don't have the fiend win and then they do it in red lights so maybe you wouldn't see (laughs) maybe that's the reason for the red lighting i don't know it was bad but I really want to see this other pay-per-view. So yes. get on the horn, call Vince. Anybody who knows Vince, call him. Yeah. And Maybe call, call trips. Ca- call trips, yeah. Yeah. See if we can see if we can get T shirt company versus developmental territory.
0: Yeah, Maybe, exactly. Sure? <laughs> the dark matches versus the main eventers.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 anyway, this, this could have been a, that could have been a whole episode probably well, we could have, put probably could have thing, been put maybe we'll devote one someday to it I don't know that might be we might have to revisit that concept mm-hmm. maybe it'll be a very special episode in the
0: future it's, let us it. know on Twitter whether you want to hear us do an entire episode on AEW versus NXT crossover pay-per-view. What you would call it. Yeah, what you would call it? Who you think should be in it? You know, let us know. Um but as always that's going to do it for us uh today on a visit from the FBI. Um I always tell you to uh like, share and subscribe. Uh, it really helps us out a lot, especially if you spread the love to your friends and, and family. Anyone you know who likes professional wrestling, let them let them know about our podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, give us five stars on iTunes or pretty much any other platform that allows you to rate it. Uh, five stars helps us out a lot there. Uh, just recently uh, launched a YouTube channel. So um, if, if watching... Um, us do a podcast you're not actually going to see us it's like an all an animated waveform thing anyways um but if that's a better way for you to watch it go there to youtube uh raw and order wbu on youtube um but we're on i think like 14 different podcast networks now uh and uh if there's one that we're not on let us know and we'll
1: make sure to get on that as always you can make donations via anchor yep so that we can buy better audio equipment and i don't have to mute half of the time and be crackling yes when i do talk
0: (laughs) (laughs) anchor.fm slash raw and order wbu slash support um or you can just go to our anchor.fm website there there's a link there support this podcast you can throw a little bit of money our way to help us out every dollar helps us out every dollar goes back into making this podcast better um while you're on our anchor website you can also leave us a voice message uh with your own wrestling booking challenge or how you would do something different um great way for you to interact with us and let us know um what you want to see um as always we're coming back in a few days with a wrestling booking unit uh so you can submit your wrestling crimes to us that way um you know it's a great way to help us out uh anchor.fm is also a great way to help yourself out if you've ever thought about creating a podcast. Uh, anchor.fm is uh, the easiest way to go from a total podcast noob to having it out there in everyone's ear holes uh, right away. Um, so check them Thanks. out. Sponsored
1: by Anchor. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so
0: but uh, I think uh case is going to be closed on the FBI Uh, for this week, and we will see you later with the Wrestling Booking Unit.